Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Got a bunch of allergies right now, Tim. Oh, you're not sounded good, Andy. I'm so, yeah. so sorry. We have the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Tim. And rounding out the group, we have the big dog, Kevin Koala. My hair's got so much fluff to it right now. Look Dude, at that. it is. Look Earlier, so we have a new background going on. I'm liking this. I'm liking the depth. I'm liking what's I, going I gotta, on in the hallways. Like, dress it Very up, Moon Knight. Stuff, yeah. A lot of hallways in Moon Knight. A lot of hallways in Kevin's house, hallways. turns out. Uh, but do you have a fan going? Because I was seeing I a did. nice. I just, I just turned it off because it, okay. it looks stupid with it. Yeah. Yeah, some say stupid, some say majestic. I don't know. What side do you fall on? Let us know in the comments below. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Screencast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Of course, you can get it on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. Um, the coolest thing is we're getting multiple screencasts this week. We're doing Moon Knight because, of course, every single week we're going to be reacting and reviewing moon Knight. uh but tomorrow we're going to be posting our review of sonic the hedgehog 2 me kev bless joey we're all about to go watch it tonight in 4dx gotta Whoa! go fast baby. wow so we'll see how this goes sure can't wait to watch, to watch the movie sure can't wait to way. talk about it with y'all it's gonna be a good time uh if you want to support the show even more if you want to watch the show ad free and live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like molecule fargo brady pranksy and anonymous have done today we're brought to you by chime doordash and babble uh a quick little note that i just want to give you all an update on mission accomplished everybody i have secured our tickets for dr strange in the multiverse of madness oh. very very exciting i had to wake up at 5 a.m because there was risk i heard it was coming at six but i was like i don't trust them so i woke up in a panic at five kept refreshing nothing happened at 5 45 they went on sale so i'm like i'm happy i was there early and guess what i didn't actually secure them until about 6 50 in the morning so this whole oh ticket God. system needs to get fucked and figure its shit out but anyways Whoa. guys Congratulations. We're going to see the movie. I do want to give Thank a you, special Tim. shout out to Andy Cortez, who slacks at like 6 a.m. Oh, hey, good shit getting them. I happened to wake up and was going to get it. I'm like, I don't think Andy's ever been awake at 6 a.m. from waking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand it if you never went no, to I sleep. Said, but I was oh, like, no, no, it's all. Yeah. yeah, I just always wake up and, you know, out of nowhere for no reason. But yeah, I happened to just wake up, open up my phone because, you know, I always look at my phone like, what time is it? And I saw people in my Discord being like, Dr. Shane's tickets. I was like, <gasps> and I just like went to the link, went over there, call, and I was like, call. nine tickets. And I was like, just get whatever nine you can for the 7 p.m. Dolby. And I was like, and then I saw Tim Slack. I was like, oh, thank God. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I come back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. 
that that's very good, Eddie. I'm very, very mm-hmm. proud of you. Thank you for stepping up and trying. I'm proud of you, Tim. Absolute best. Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. It's yeah. what I do, baby. It's what mm-hmm. I do. Uh, today we are talking about Moon Knight episode <clears throat> two, summon the suit. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a better episode than the last one. Um, they we got all the reveals I thought we'd get over the next few episodes. We pretty much gotten this one, so I'm like, okay, well now we know what's going on with this. Uh, I think I thought Oscar, Oscar Isaac did a, a good job, kind of going back and forth between uh, between the two characters, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've solved some of the mystery. We got some cool action sequences, so I think I liked this one thoroughly. Thoroughly, Andy thoroughly. Cortez, I. I feel like I'm kind of the same as Nick. And then we got the really unfunny line of I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm steaming without a V. And I was like, that is one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Have uh, some fun, Andy. Don't let just, allergies ruin your fun index. It's just bad. I just hate I hated that. But um I really enjoyed uh most of the rest of the episode. Um I don't think I liked it as much as one, because I think Maybe episode one's mystery is kind of what kept me going. But still, I love Oscar Isaac's performance. I love him dipping, yeah, between uh, going back between Mark and Steven. Um, And there were still a lot of other really funny moments. Uh, Very small, subtle, just line dialogue exchanges between whoever Steven is talking to. Um, It's never anything that's going to hit you over the head with, here's the punchline, but it's just really kind of quirky little character moments that Steven has. Um, yeah, and then I I just summoned the suit. Summoned the soup. I had a great laugh at that. And uh, once we finally let Mark take over, it's like, oh, it's fucking on right now. And I think there's, like, just such a cool difference between when the cool guy takes over um, and we get those action sequences. And, yeah, I really dug this episode. I'm still along for the ride. So, yeah, let's see what episode three has next week for us. Greg Ori James Miller. Hi, Tim. Good to talk to you. Good to see Good to you. Talk to you. Um, yeah, I was cold on episode one. I, I didn't get the vibes you guys got from it. I thought it wasn't, uh, it, it didn't leave me wanting for more. This episode did. This episode I liked a lot. This episode I thought did a great job of what I thought. You guys were very much like, oh man, episode one subverted our, our expectations kind of thing. This one did that for me, where like, I never thought watching episode one that the CG dog he was fighting was in his head or whatever. It was, it was only visible to him. So I liked that reveal of going in and seeing uh, the security. I mean, as soon as he leaned over the security footage, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go the way he thinks it's going to go. I didn't expect that. And then, you know, the conversation about like, all right, we're going to get you to this hospital and then the people taking him. And then I really dug uh, the conversation between him and Ethan Hawke and like, you know, really setting up what's mm-hmm. going on. And like, I love the thing that, you know, Ethan used to be the avatar. So he kind of already knew what he'd be saying and shit. Like those interpersonal dynamics are what, what's going to pull me into the show. And so the introduction of the wife and trying to figure out what happened between her and Mark. And then, you know, I watching episode one was so much like, what's the deal with his mom? Like, is his mom dead? Is she going to be real? The calls he kept making. So then to have that conversation where, you know, he, he mentions his mom and the wife thinks it's Mark and says something about his And I was like, oh, like, so Steven's like not even the real person. Mark was always the real person. Or how's it like, have, I love those questions. I love mm-hmm. seeing how that's going to net out. Um, and I thought the fight was cool. I thought the the suits were cool like this time around. Like, I had a really good time with this episode. This episode got me on board. Oh, that excites me, Greg. Kevin Koala, what do you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's so cool that we're getting thrown into the middle of the story. And I feel like we've asked for that for so long. And Spider-Man did that too, where it's like, they don't have to give you the backstory or ever, you know, 
with the uh, MCU, and I think that like them actually doing with a show with a character that is less known than Spider-Man is like a really bold choice, but I think it's paying off. Like I'm having a blast the whole time. I think uh, Ethan Hawke did like really good. Like it's one of those things that like his performance in this episode to me was like, ah, this is why they brought this man on and he's killing it. I'm excited to see more of this. I'm also interested, like the Conchu's manipulating of Mark is making me really into like what is like is Conchu like the good guy like is there an actual good guy in this story because it's like the way he's like being like all right Mark you're not gonna like my next thing to keep him on and doing things is really fucked up and it's really I'm curious to see where it goes well yeah the CG looks great Oh, yeah, Kevin, yeah, one of the things true. I love about it, right? Yeah, he did look good in this one. I love the idea that, yeah, it, it, these gods really do seem to be that we're just playthings to them, right? Like, we don't matter. They're not gods in the way we've mm-hmm. seen before of a pure god or a devil or mm-hmm. something like that, right? It is very much like means to an end, and they're using the humanity to do that. Mm-hmm. I told y'all last week to stay on Hawk Watch, and I remain there. I think that Ethan Hawk might be high on the Ragu Bagu list, everybody. Woo! So stay tuned to all of that. He continues here, like Greg was saying. I love the him being the former avatar. Like that just adds such an interesting layer of uh dynamicism to this whole thing when it comes to you know Steven and Mark and the different um kind of personalities that are there, but then also adding the the Conchu factor, who I still love his design so much, and I love how much we're seeing of him. I kind of expected it to always be more of like a in the shadows, maybe like the big reveal moments and that was kind of it and then shy away otherwise i like that they're really doubling down on him as a character and having um dialogue and it does come off a little goofy sometimes and i don't think that it fully works and i think a lot of that is and maybe this is just me i don't love the cinematography in this it's some of my least favorite cinematography we've had in any mcu project in recent memory where i i find a lot of the camera movements kind of not appropriate for the the scenes and maybe that has to do with what they're trying to make us feel like uneasy and stuff but something about it's not working i know everyone's talking about the freeze frame like those type of decisions are just a little bit weird there was Um, one for me that was the one in the in the car with the cops that weren't cops where like when they looked at his arm or something they were like that and then they did this weird like pull back to the back back. that's yeah exactly it's it's those things that what's up what was the freeze frame people were talking about oh there was a random he's running up in the he hallway like it would like yeah. cut to slow-mo a little bit and the lights are flickering the last shot of that scene is like it's a freeze frame for a second and it, it's just it's you really weird it's you, may have thought your, you may have thought your internet uh froze or something yeah, <laughs> but it, it's a moment where he's running and it, it, he looks already kind of goofy and it, it almost feels like it's trying to play comedically and then it just kind of like for a second it just like shines on him and he's like oh he's looking all scared or whatever yeah. um i yeah i kind of I definitely agree with you, Tim, where I feel like um, we've seen the 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 showrunners and stuff like that talk about how they kind of were given full permission to go as weird as they wanted. And I feel like they are trying to get a little too weird with cinematography. There are some nice shots, I think, of, you know, there's there was that one shot that I really dug where they just sort of focus on Khonshu, um standing on top of a building kind of with his little staff. And it's like, that's a really dope shot. That's like a kind of a cool painting that I would love to have. But other than that, yeah, I think they are going a little weird in every kind of facet of this, uh, the making of the show. Yeah. and Go for it, Nick. I was gonna say, I, I don't, I don't mind that, but um, go, why don't you do your point first, Tim and I'll, I'll, I'll well, counterpoint. 
Well, I was just going to say that uh, it, it's just not vibing with me now, but this show more so than any of the other ones because it's so mystery-based. And I guess WandaVision was like this to an extent, but I think this is different because it has more of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is just a really long movie vibe than uh, some of the other shows we got. Like Loki felt more like a TV show. Uh, WandaVision definitely felt like a TV show, but Falcon and Winter Soldier felt like a movie. This feels like a, a movie experience. And mm-hmm. I'm more excited to go back and re-watch this when it's done than any of the other series because of that and i i wonder if the weird choices and camera moves are all tied and thematically relevant to the different personalities and different characters and and as the mysteries kind of start to be resolved if we'll get that because i am really loving how quickly they are asking questions answering questions and just keeping that cycle going and where we end episode two it's like damn last week i was saying like we've seen so much of the trailer footage what do they have left like it's so exciting that we don't know after this like running through my head like seeing him pull the the little like the moon thing from the moon whatever like we saw like the money shot we're out of money shots from the trailer like that's really exciting Mm -hmm. to me of like we have four episodes left and uh we're kind of in the dark on that um and that's just from the big set piece moments not even the the story beats and character stuff that i think they're doing a really good job with um the introduction of the wife character i thought was uh was fun interesting i like giving him someone to talk to that is more on his side uh to be able to kind of help us understand the exposition of everything and also i love that actress uh she's the sister in a show i recently fell in love with called rami and um, i'm really happy she's in the mcu i didn't know she was going to be in this so that was a pleasant surprise um but i think my my favorite thing of the show so far is oscar isaac and seeing him play off of himself and the way that they do the the reflection stuff I thought was going to get gimmicky after a while because it's like, all right, it's, we're really going to go with this whole trope of using the mirrors. But the fact that they're making that actually part of the story where he mentions the reflections, I mm-hmm. thought was really, really good. And like, I'm like, oh, shit, like they they're addressing a lot of the stuff in ways I didn't expect them to, like even the accent and even like the just overall the the tonal shift and and not just tonal, but like the shift in the way the show kind of feels when and the characters feel when it went from steven being the main character to mark being the main character and like steven being in the reflections i am so excited for that i think it's such a a unique take to kind of start with steven and like have us all kind of like grow over two episodes thinking he's the main character but he's not and that is a very unique thing for the mcu and i think the best thing going for it is that steven's so fun and lovable and i like that they built him up enough for us where i love I love that the comedy isn't joke, joke, joke with him. It's more just like he says words like bonkers, and that's funny. And it's just his delivery of things that I, I really enjoy. Like uh, when he's looking at the security footage, he's like, are you crying? And he's like, I, I am a bit, a bit. A bit. Like, yeah, that, it's just it's that, that type of those things, man. It's the little pushover nature uh, that I think makes him so endearing as a character. Um, because we've all kind of known somebody like that in our lives. And I just really enjoy that. Yeah, again, it doesn't have to be here's a big punchline moment and here's going to be like, oh, here's the hit to the end of this joke that's been developing. No, it's just a little it. it it's kind of like, honestly, just British humor, which is like some uh, some of what I enjoy watching some of my favorite British actors in whatever sitcom they're in. And it's just like the little tiny mannerisms that make you smile and laugh all the way through uh, as opposed to like the big sort of laugh out loud moment. Um, I am still kind of real, real quick though. Let me just finish that point oh, yeah, that I've done here is, uh, what I like is that they set two episodes of us with Steven really understand that humor and really understanding the way he is. And now we're always going to have that as a smaller part of the, 
the the hero American character that we're like a little bit more used to in the MCU. And I just I think that that is so cool because this show has unique personalities and characters between Oscar Isaac, all the personalities and having Ethan Hawke. I'm really, really into characters that we haven't seen in the MCU yet. And I think they're doing a great job. But continue. No, I just wanted to talk about the sort of little um, the little outpost that Ethan Hawke has, the Hawk Watch. We got, Kevin, you. can you hit the hot kind of There it is. Thank you. Um, the the little outpost that they have, this little commune, because um, I really dug that with the whole conversations that they were having uh, regarding um, go, going after people that may commit a crime in the future, very minority day, or a, no, not report. minority day, minority report. Um, You're all down with killing babies? Yeah. <laughs> <That's not> really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed all the back and forths there, but I'm still trying to kind of, I guess maybe some of that dialogue just went over my head. Maybe I wasn't fully understanding the motivations there. Um, I, I need some more clearing up there. Well, from... I think he, yeah, I think the point was I, to put them sort of diametrically opposed to each other, which I think the scene kind of rushed a little bit. Like they, 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 they had the heel turn for, Ethan Hawke really quickly there, which was it. It is what it is. I it, it's one of the things that I think we we've complained about for some of these shows prior, which is just that Too the sort of Mike. main motivation for the bad guy is just doesn't seem like it's all that important. And I know in this one it's like oh it's supposed to be world ending because he's telling us that, but everything is world ending in the MCU, so it's it's kind of hard to have everything be varying degrees of incredible intense. I was hoping that they would let it cook a bit longer where yeah. it was like when he was giving his speech and showing us around the compound and giving the lentil soup, it was like, I, I like it. I like like how this guy's presenting himself and I know he'll end up being the villain and he's going to be, you know, bad, but I'd love to play with that. If it was gray a bit longer yeah. of like, you know, the God, your God doesn't care about you. Right. He doesn't care about what's happening to Mark. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He's letting bad stuff happen. Like, you know, obviously his reasoning is flawed, but it was, yeah. Then the quick, kicker there at the end where they all immediately turn on I was like oh man I wanted to I, I think yeah. it would have been cool to let that go a little bit longer I will say though I do like I do like where they put Steven in this right because there are three we have to remember there's three characters there's Steven Mark and then there's uh there's the Hawk watch um and I think it's interesting because Mark obviously is conflicted he's not really necessarily siding with uh it's Kanchi right that's how you say the guy's name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not really siding with him he's actually kind of a slave to him he's sort of he's he's sort of been enslaved in this in this guy's uh uh you know uh, employ because he's threatening basically to take over his wife um and and you're, you're starting to see a lot of the reasons why he kind of left her and these things is more to more to protect her because he's in this horrible situation and then you have steven sort of looking at both of them and kind of being like they're kind of both bonkers right like Minority reporting people, which, of course, uh, Andy, mm. you and I have always talked about starting a future crimes division of kind of funny. Right. Um, but, you know, where you uh, do putting, the future crimes uh, where we just yes. talk about <laughs> future crimes we want to do, uh, but never actually get around to them because they mm-hmm. take too much effort. Uh, but, you know, th- that concept is 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 so interesting and so fascinating to to have a bad guy, uh, uh, you know, kind of look through while you got the sort of stereotypical Mark getting out there and like, you know, exacting vengeance on bad guys, which is something we've seen a thousand times in every single, I and mean, we just watched the Batman for Christ's sake. And he literally declared himself as vengeance. So it's kind of cool to play in that little gray area, but I'm with Greg. I'm with Greg where it's like, I love, there's nothing more than I love than that. Like that feeling of like, Oh, maybe the bad guy's not bad. Maybe he's okay. Maybe maybe we're wrong and we're the bad guy. The, oh no, he's just a bad guy. Okay, no, Ethan Hawke's just killing people and he just randomly kills a, a person on the street that asks him for a dollar. And you're like, okay, he's just kind of he's yeah, that bad. But it'll be interesting to see how these all unfold and how 
you know, Mark can get out of this situation or Steven can help Mark get out of the situation. Before we keep talking though, let me tell you about our sponsors. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm gonna pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I woke up, I had to get the house ready, I had this guy coming to work on the garage, I had the nanny coming over, we had no clean bottles, I cleaned the bottles, and I was like, I'm hungry, and I need coffee, and I don't have time to make either. I DoorDashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today, and it was great. When I was sick last week, I DoorDashed Gatorade, because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget, that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French and guess what? It didn't stick. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually want to use in the real world. Uh, je parle un peu français, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things. Mon chapeau, you know what it's about. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's babbel.com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. Kev, you look raring to go to say something. No. No. I also (laughs) thought... I wanted to say I thought that the I thought there would be more to the whole uh, Moon Knight in his actual former formal formal attire suit. Yeah, Mr. Knight. I thought there was going to be something else there. Uh, Obviously, we've seen these images sort of uh, beforehand. and It's been part of their promotional material. And the way it was given to us was not what I was expecting at all. I thought it was just going to be another personality sort of thing. Go ahead, Tim. So what's interesting about that is uh, from all the Moon Knight comics I've read, at least. So that's the character, Mr. Knight. And it's not like this at all. Like, it looks like that. And I love the look of it. I think the suit is so damn dope in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, but he, his, the Mr. Knight character in the comics is way more of like a badass detective. That's just kind of like smart and chill and 
figuring things out. It's like the more like the Bruce Wayne Batman side of, of it all. And this was an interesting take to make Stephen Grant kind of take on the Moon Knight form or Mr. Knight form and, and make it a little bit more bumbly and like kind of just like Stephen's character, but in a, a superhero suit. It almost just um, seems like the punch, like it was just meant to be a punchline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is interesting. And I, I, I expect them at least to kind of get away from that eventually. If we see Mr. Knight again, I don't think it's going to be like this, but um, I, I also don't know. I feel like they're doing a good job of kind of like keeping even me, somebody that has very little knowledge of Moon Knight, but I've read some of the comics that to, to keep me on my toes of like, wow, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. I'm interested in that, but it is, it's weird. Cause he's usually not comedic at all. I, yeah, I liked I, it. I like that as being Steven's take on what the suit is supposed to be. Right. It's like a, it's it's whatever version he kind of manifests, and I hope they I hope that when he takes over the body again, uh, his his human body, and he has to summon the suit that he does that, and this this is the suit that comes back. I thought this was a cooler look than the actual suit itself, mm. personally. And I love that he pulls out the sort of daredevil batons, and he's like, cool, like instead of, instead of the scythes <laughs> or the little moons that he has, that, little that the traditional, like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, and I like that there's room for him to grow because one of the things that's kind of like that's fun to watch about these is obviously like Steven's figuring out how to use all these powers too. And so it's fun to see him sort of fail at least first and then realize, holy shit, this suit has a lot more power than I thought it was and, and try to like, you know, try to try to own that jackal, which oof, I'll tell you what though, if you want to talk about one rare criticism of this, uh, this particular episode, that CG still just does not look very good. Uh, but, and I love that they were like this. What if, what if we just didn't see the jackal for most of the fight? What if that yep. saved us $50,000 in rendering fees? Okay, cool. At the third time they cut back to it, I was like, we need to see the fucking Jackal. We need to see what he's fighting. Otherwise, this is just really, really weirdly boring watching him just floating in space. Um, but yeah, I, like, I, I, I think I like most of the CG budget went towards Khonshu because I thought Khonshu looked fantastic in this episode. Um, granted, it was a lot of sequences where um, uh, I, I think it reminds you a lot of watching halo right where we got that close-up of the elite and seeing the elites in motion didn't look so great to me but when we got the close-ups you could tell that a lot of mm -hmm. the the detail was shown there and then i think we got a lot of that with conchu where when he's having those one-on-ones uh with steven or even with mark i forget who he is talking with at the very very end of the episode mark. but the rendering there looks fantastic this doesn't look like a character that doesn't belong in that world i thought it looked really really good um but yeah contrast that with the jackal running on the ground it's like oh maybe you should be invisible <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we should see more of these that, invisible fights yeah that looked that i mean not 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 i'm being exaggerating when i'm saying this but it reminded me a lot of mortal Kombat when you saw raptor for, oh. was it raptor reptile oh, reptile for the on. first time you're like oh that yeah. is a that is an n64 right there if i ever saw it rendering um i thought that looked i thought i thought you look better in this but even the close-ups i'm like there's just a layer of of finesse missing from that and the the egypt sequence at the end when he opens up the window i'm like this looks like a rendering from cinema 4d and maybe that's just because i have spent countless hours trying to f tweak anti-alias settings or, or uh you know in uh in that in that particular piece of software that I recognize it, but I'm like, this doesn't look real. It doesn't look photo real like you would expect from a Marvel movie. Um, but it's good enough to keep the story moving along. I'm actually, I would actually be really fascinated to see if someone could cut all of this down to a two and a half hour long movie. Because I'll disagree with you guys earlier on your point of this not like how this is shot not not vibing this vibes with me i think a lot of the interiors look really really good and i like that they're starting to sort of like branch out and put feelers out for a very weird style 
Like this episode had a weird vibe to it that I kind of dug. And I'm one, I, I wish th- this is one of those where I'm like, I kind of wish this was a two and a half hour long movie. And I wish they do like a super cut of this where Disney would just put out like the actual movie for it. Cause some of the other, like, I think there's a lot of extra shit in here that you could probably just cut out. I, I do think it is worth it for me uh, as somebody who's been rewatching better call Saul where every, I just love an episode that ends on a cliffhanger. Like it's my probably my favorite thing in media and for episode one of Moon Knight to end with that fight, him walking towards the camera, cut to credits. Like, I'm such a sucker for that. And I don't think we necessarily, it didn't have that much of a big hit for me in episode two, kind of showing Egypt. Um, I didn't, it didn't give me that same sort of vibe, but I, I'm still a sucker for the more episodic content where we can talk about this a little bit longer uh, and kind of go into these episodes a little bit more in detail. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you, Andy, and I love that we're with this show in particular. It seems like so far, at least, we're getting longer episodes than than normal for the MCU Disney Plus shows. Where I would say they average around like 40 minutes. These are closer to the the hour mark. So yeah, this was like different uh, director, minutes, right, Tim? Oh, I didn't I didn't notice who directed this one. Give me this one, one was sec. Martin Scorsese. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, no, this was a uh, different director. The first one was Mohammed Diab, and this is Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Um, looking through the rest of the series, it seems like they, for the next couple episodes, shift back and forth, and then Mohammed does the final two as well okay. um, to to close it all out. But um, yeah, I, I I'm with you in that I, I I'm a sucker for cliffhanger stuff, and I don't think this was nearly as hype as uh, the end of the first one. But I do like that it kind of signifies signals that like we're we're shifting away from the areas we've seen before and i feel like it's a it's the story's moving on to its next uh phase and i think we're gonna get a lot more like indiana jones style adventuring uh in the next mm-hmm. couple episodes which i'm excited about i also think it's really uh key to point out that the screeners for press they only sent out four episodes and i think that that's a really weird number because normally when they do these things they either send all of them like just the first one or five of them and leave the finale to be a, a surprise so it being four it's like what's going on what do we got going on the next two that they're okay with people knowing but the final two being more yeah, secret you know two-part finale i mean i think it's six i think it could be the just their their storytelling in terms of having like their three arcs because it really does seem like episode one and two are kind of the introductory levels we're getting to know these characters the mystery has kind of mm-hmm been revealed now let's get into the actual you know the the actual heart of the matter which is going to be you know trying to stop ethan hawk from resurrecting amit or whatever um yeah i I don't know i'm super stoked about this show um really really digging the vibe and i just i just love oscar isaac i think he's fantastic the one big question i have is this this gold man gonna come back and be anything relevant, God, I hope so. or oh, is yeah, it just right? his, his little friend? You know, really, what you have to start thinking about is Greg Miller. What's the smell factor of this gold outfit? Because you figure you can't wash this thing, right? But you're in it every day, sitting there sweating. Is there a funk to it? I never want to get too funk. close to the silver guy funk. down in Pair Thirty Nine. I just like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want. You're, to it's it. funkified. It's funkified for sure, Nick. Okay. Oh okay. shit! Good to know. What are the funk levels? Uh, Off the charts. I think What's we're at the level. What's the skin cleansing? Uh, like strategy there because you gotta Andy, assume. I swear to God, I thought you were gonna be like this bitch run its bit run its course. Like we're, what? Oh, I'm gonna ask a real questions again. Oh man, no, he's going down. I fucking love you for that, yeah, baby. I, I, <laughs> yeah, because I just like I can't imagine like just what what a night unless he just has really good natural skin. But good lord, I mean, I 
if I wear makeup for any part of anything, I'm just immediate breakouts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. acne until the end of time. Closing out this episode of Screencast, a fun fact I want to drop for all of you. Each episode of Moon Knight has a hidden QR code in it. And if you find the QR code and scan the QR code, it gives you a free comic book yeah. um, that you can read. And uh, the first one is Werewolf by Night, issue one. Or no, no, sorry, issue uh, 32, which is the first appearance of Moon Knight. And in this episode, it's Werewolf by Night, issue two, which is his second appearance. What will they do after this? I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. But that's a kind of fun thing. Yeah, this uh, is the one that I immediately peels. kind of because after episode one aired, you know, all the TikTokers are talking about it and everybody's talking about the QR code. So this is one that I immediately recognized and went to go scan it and uh, was pleased anyway, to see the comics. I'm not a dork and left. Exactly. Yeah. But I was pleased to see that the website was like up and running because I would have assumed that, you know, maybe too many people trying to access it at that exact yeah. time uh, might have crashed something. But yeah, it brings up a. Uh, uh, I think what what I don't enjoy about it, I kind of just wish it brought up websites that have existed already and not websites that were in service to the show. Because um, I kind of feel like that breaks the coolness factor to me. Like if it just if it just opened up some Marvel website that had been up and running for a long time and was referencing something as opposed to like when you when you scan the QR thing, it says like, Hey, here's the Moon Knight fucking thing that you're watching Moon Knight right now on Disney Plus. And it's like, ah, it, it feels less like I'm solving a mystery and doing something cool and more like I'm just opening up part of the material. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know in the comments below what you thought of episode two of Moon Knight. Any questions or theories you have for episode three and beyond. And until next time, I love you all.